I want to start this weekend with a quick review of the last five weeks of my homilies on the book of Revelation. The first week I talked about the claim that Jesus is God and he has made a covenant with us for eternity. The book of Revelation shows that to us with the, with the seven gold lampstands. The second week I quickly looked at the seven cities that were praised and criticized by Jesus. I focused mainly on Laodicea where Jesus says, because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. The third week was about the warfare that we are warned about in Revelation. I talked about the wrath of God hidden in the humility and gentleness of Our Lady. I talked about the fact that the devil hates Mary because she is the Ark of the Covenant and the new Eve. The fourth week I talked about the dreaded number 666. I pointed out that I think it is about people who are studying how to do evil. It is not something we need to be paranoid about, as some people are, because they do not understand the fullness of Scripture. Last weekend I talked about the Mass, and that every Catholic church or chapel is the threshold of heaven, and that when we come to Mass we are participating in the wedding feast of the Lamb, the eternal feast of heaven. We can choose to enter it with joy and love of God, or we can choose to run away from that love of God that he pours out to us so freely. So now I will try to conclude this series on Revelation, and given the fact that this is the last week we have readings from that book. The reading this weekend begins and ends with the affirmation that Jesus is coming soon. Unfortunately, we do not know what soon is in the mind of God. In the early church, they expected him to be coming any day, and their expectation was so strong that they were concerned that people who died in the early church would not have a chance to see God. St. Paul writes about this in his letter to the Thessalonians. He says those who have died in Christ are actually more blessed than those of us who are still alive. But those who have died must have died in Christ. This is the reason we honor the saints, and those that we trust have that same blessing from God who may not yet be canonized saints. We trust they are in heaven, and it is that trust, that hope, that we struggle to finish our own race toward heaven. To wrap this up, all as a great gift, our reading today even has the Holy Spirit speaking with the church. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let the hearer say, Come. Let the one who thirsts come forward, and the one who wants it receive the gift of life-giving water. So the book of Revelation is filled with mysterious beasts and images. It is filled with warfare. But most importantly, it is filled with a description of the victory of the Lamb of God. If someone wants you to focus on the battles, they are making a mistake. If someone wants you to think that the visions are something for our immediate future, uh, I cannot deny that there may be some truth in that. After all, God can do whatever he wants. But I would not put a lot of my energy into trying to figure out which ones fit for now and which ones point to some dire destruction of the future and which ones are, were for John's day. The book of Revelation is a book of promise. It is a book filled with hope. Yes, there are things in it that seem uh, troublesome, but I contend that they are troublesome for people who are misinterpreting them. The book of Revelation is much simpler 
than so many people want to try to make it out as. There is a call to holiness to the churches in the different cities at the very beginning. That call to holiness belongs to us as well. And I believe, most importantly, the call to be on fire for God and not lukewarm. There is a recognition that there is a war going on between Satan and his angels and God with us in the middle. We are the prize that Satan is trying to gain. But the victory belongs to our God. He has already completed that war. And we are just in, so to speak, mop-up operations. The war has been won, even though each one of us still has our own battles to fight. But we know who the victor is. It is those who thirst for the righteousness of God, who pursue His holiness and righteousness, who accept His mercy and desire to declare it before a world that does not even know it is in need of mercy. Our declaration must be the same declaration that ends the book of Revelation. And, by the way, they are the last words of the Bible. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. This concludes my series on the book of Revelation here on this seventh Sunday of Easter. And again, the number seven shows up. I hope and pray that you will not forget that the number seven points to the covenant bond with God and that you will never forget the consequences of failing to enter that covenant bond with him, because that is where the number six resides. And last, I repeat again those final words of the book. In Greek it is Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, may he come quickly, amen.